y'all, this is John Quell Jones. This is Mike Strong with the Indianapolis Colts. Yo, this is your boy Buddy Hughes. This is Jazz the Kid Chisholm. Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. And you are logged into 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. You're logged in with 10th Year Seniors. You dig? Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. I guess this is the accredited. I was prepared to do... I'm thrown off because I was absolutely prepared to... Mm. See? This yeah. is how much I'm thrown off. I was prepared to come into the studio and give an anti-Argentina rant. I wanted to come in here and say Messi is overrated. Their steak is overrated. Ginobili oh, is overrated. Is no, overrated. John. No, no, no. When you go on a rant, you don't have to be reasonable. You're supposed to go in there and just kill everything. And we had the opportunity to do that. We were seconds away. We were four points away from being able to talk all the shit we need to talk. Not just to Argentina, but all of FIBA basketball. And now we can't. That would have been crazy. Um, as the listeners should know, the Hummers just played in World Cup qualifying. Window five. And we went one on one. Positive mm-hmm. note. One on one. Yeah. But boy, that Argentina game, that could have been something. That's the thing, dog. And we had the opportunity to play spoiler, right? Because no longer in World Cup contention. We already know we can't make it, right? So it would have been... If we won yesterday, there was an outside shot. But the odds of that happening would have been slim because it would have been slim. You needed a ridiculous, miraculous amount of help. Yeah. But even to have that as a possibility, you had to not lay down against Argentina. And Mm -hmm. you know what? Let me not even say lay down because it is easily one of the best basketball programs in the world Mm -hmm. and has been for about two decades now. Like when you this is a country that routinely produces elite NBA players. They got gold medals. Not just guys hanging around. They got all of that. And so they come and they have professional leagues in Argentina. So so it's it's literally a David versus Goliath kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then we head into the fourth quarter. It was same old, same old. It was kind of like the game in Argentina where we were in it for the first half. Mm -hmm. And then things kind of went left. No, it was a third quarter that everything spiraled. Yep, spiraled out and then just kept going. And so the same thing happened here, kind of head into the third quarter. I mean, sorry, the fourth quarter. The lead reaches 19 at one point, and mm. then from out of nowhere, boy, the dogs come out. It just, just started making a run. You know what? You know what it was? It's being comfortable. Here's the thing, and this is why David Nesbitt balled out. Play in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Probably play against a lot of these dudes. So you got that comfort level. Of, I know them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know the style of basketball they play. I asked him, he told me, um, well, in the press conference, he was just like, you know, a lot of them play in Europe, but he knew the players. Like, he knew who they were and what it was. They were just long. They weren't athletic and just fundamentally sound. We kept telling the team, do not leave them open because this is not Panama. No disrespect to Panama. The only person that could shoot on Panama was 55, Rodriguez. Oh, oh and boy, he could shoot. He could shoot the ball. <laughs> boy, he could shoot. He could shoot lights out. Jesus. And he could shoot off the dribble, shoot, make, create a shot. He was the only reason they was in that yeah, game. We told everyone, do not let them shoot open shots. Pretty basic concept. Boy, they got plenty of open shots, and they ain't miss. Honestly, I was, I was watching, and there were a few plays where I just went, this is beautiful basketball. Mm-hmm. And you could tell this is a difference between like uh, a system where you kind of just plug and play in different players, but the system is the same. Like Pablo Prigioni is the coach. 
it you probably remember him playing for the Knicks at one point, for the Rockets at one point in his career, but it looked no different than it looked when it was him, Ginobili, and Luis Scola doing the same stuff for Argentina. Mm-hmm. Different players, but the system is the same. But anyway, Bombs came back. They made a run. It was an incredible game, and I know... We don't like to talk about moral victories, but it's hard for you not no, to no, really be I, proud I would say this, of that team. A lot of people don't understand what happens before these windows. You and Ricardo had the luxury of hearing me on the phone yeah. before a podcast that we did. Yeah. And the first thing y'all said is, man, we should have had that on camera. No, you shouldn't have it on camera. We know the <laughs> truth. There are some things that you just don't let it, but... but the thing is talking is, to you, Kyrie. Yeah, the thing is it's there was a hurricane coming, right? <laughs> so much stress. So at that point we were like, what are we gonna do? What are we absolutely gonna do? We don't know yet. So we started planning to bring our players in from Europe. Next thing you know, cancel, cancel, cancel. You start looking at other flights. They're not they can't get in till Saturday. That ain't gonna help us. Like they get in Saturday, you're playing Sunday. For one game, like, yeah. Well, no, you're not gonna bring them in for one so, game. We ended up having to make a petition to FIBA to add some players to our list because of the circumstances that have happened. They got the go ahead saying yes, they'll allow it to happen because based on natural disaster, this that, that. We had two players in a hurricane that came down. Yeah, two players are literally in the hurricane, and then came down the the next uh, two days after that. Literally after Nicole passed through Abaco, and, and the airport opened, the, they got the all clear. It was like, all right, let's go play. Let's basketball. go and come to practice, and then they played well, which yeah. was amazing. So it's like there was just so much, so much going on, and picking the team. There's players on this team that out that gets Panama LJ Munnings put on. A brilliant show. Apparently, like I was reading the quick fact sheets of what FIBA sent out. LJ Munnings got the most rebounds in the least amount of minutes ever in a FIBA America's qualifier game. You know why? He does the Moses Malone quick hands like yep. off the, like it's a quick offensive yep. rebound and put it back up and then you miss it and you get yep. it again. And he gets so, a whole lot of that. Yeah, so he, he put on a good show. That first game, I, I'll be honest, I had all the confidence that we beat Panama. I just think we're a better basketball country than Panama. This ain't soccer. This ain't these other sports. Basketball, I feel talent-wise, we're just better than them. And in term, just in terms of reputation, I feel like this game did so much for us because even though, yeah, we didn't come away you with the win You could accept losing to Argentina. We didn't come away with the win in this game, but a whole lot of people in the announcers said this, right? A whole lot of people who turned their eyes away from this game, they had to stop and think, well, Bahamas is something different. Mm-hmm. Like, and Argentina already knew that because even in the first game, they didn't really expect for that game to be as close as it was yeah. for the first half. But now you got to look at this like, this country is actually building something where they could compete with literally anybody. We know the challenges of what this yeah. window was. You don't have... And we just have team. more and more players come in. And the more we get the better it's going to be. Let's let's be real. We haven't played real basketball in this country for two and a half years. Yeah. We're pulling Eugene, and there's no disrespect to them. We're pulling Eugene Bain, Abel Joseph, LJ Munnings, Kemsey. We're bringing these players in 
to play at the highest possible level that the Bahamas could play at right now. We've never been further than this. Second yeah, round. We've never been further than this. This is what this it is. is the highest level against the number four team in the world. In the world. And then not only that, Panama is ranked like 10 spots higher than us because they always make it to the second round. Like, to see, the problem with us is we always have that dogfight with USVI. USVI is almost the exact replica that we are. Oh, that rivalry is over, bitch. Yeah. We killed that. And it's going to be over for a while. You heard it here. Walter Hodge ain't walking through that door. Oh, God. Boy, Walter, good, though. Yeah, sorry. Boy, he good. But he no, it's it just it's stepping stones. And now we're looking for February because now we have to go to Panama and Venezuela to play. We're looking right now to win those two games. Like, there's no doubt in my mind we're trying to go win those games. And the good news is some of the people who came to watch the game, we actually got some pledges for that window. I don't, and this was going to be, I'm glad you did that because that was going to be the segue for my next point, right? You looked at that roster ahead of time, and especially if you're someone in the basketball community and you think, well, I'm better than this guy, I'm better than this guy, I should have this shot, I should have that shot. Well, you're not there. And when you see a team like this who people don't expect to play that well, and Mm -hmm. you see them go out there and they pretty much give Argentina a run, game decided in the last 10 seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. That has to do something to you internally where you go, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, no, and I think that, okay, I have no doubt in my mind that everyone wants to be a part of Bahamas basketball. Everyone doesn't, John. We got to be honest. No, 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 everyone doesn't. But the players that we are going to bring in, they want to be a part of it. But you're right. It's it's also the effect of people who want to be a part of it because they watch that game and now they're messaging us and they're saying, no, I got to be here this next window because... We just won a game without them. Mm-hmm. Now they're looking at us saying, if we were there, we should produce better because they're all pros. I mean, because if you don't like playing for the Suns, you might like playing for your country. I mean, yeah. That's just, I mean, that's, that's just, that's just what I think. Time, time will come with, with that. But no, yeah, the whole thing is even in the summer window, we didn't even have our best teams. Yeah. We had Buddy. We had Kai. Great. That's two players. We were missing Dwight. We were missing Aiden. David was hurt. Kadeem was hurt. You can see the difference between David, a healthy David, and a healthy Kadeem. Oh, I was just having a conversation this morning. Healthy David, we, we win no, no, that hel- game. We yeah. win that game. We beat Argentina. Yeah. Uh, no, no. David's healthy now. Yeah. I'm talking. No, I mean, if he was on the floor in that game last night. David? Dwight, you mean? Dwight, I mean. Dwight, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Dwight. Dwight. Yeah. No. For sure. Dwight in that game, we win because we would match up with the bigs. Like, we had everything we needed and just enough at the guard position. That's just the reality. Now, you're looking at Nato. You're looking at Shadi. You're looking at um, Travis. You're looking at Cantuan. You're looking at Willis. You're looking at bringing Chicken. I mean, that's six players just off the bat. Then you got Brad in Arkansas. The, the smallest player is Nato. Everyone else is 6'3 and above. Athletic. Could play. Multiple positions. And that's the thing. The versatility that we have with the players. That's why I'm saying these next window. We're, we're looking to win both games. We're trying to bring out Moses with a bang with, with four wins in these qualifiers. You have to because, I mean, obviously you got you got nothing left. You got nothing else to lose right now. And at this point, it's a reputation kind of thing. And it's building for what the next step is. You don't want to go out there and just get washed in these last two games. Everything is a stepping stone. Every time you have an opportunity to play in one of these, it's you have to show out. Yeah, we ain't trying to lose to Panama. You Panama can't. is the new USVI. You can't. Like, it, it just, it, it, it's something where 
these lower tier teams, and right now, and I feel like we owe Venezuela one. Yeah, you yeah, know, we owe Venezuela no way one. We yeah, lost we that shouldn't game. have lost that game at all. Um, my thing is when we play Panama, I just feel that they're not as strong as us basketball wise. I don't think, like, literally. The guy, the coach asked, he's like, these are all local players. So, like, most of them, no one no one on that team has a pro contract. No one. Panama has a pro league. Don't know if it pays well. But we have Cybots, Giants, Government League, UB, whatever it was. I don't know. We just had a bunch of, of, of players who could, they just hoop. But even if it's a pro league that don't play pay well, that's it's a, a pro, pro league. league. Yeah. And that's something that we don't have. Like that automatically, when you hear that, you should automatically think, well, you there's a level of basketball being played here that we're not playing. Yeah, because see, the thing is, the biggest thing is this summer coming. Um, I know that there are things in the works with FIBA where they're trying to have a pre-pre-Olympic qualifier. Yeah, two pre's. Uh-huh. And then the pre-Olympic qualifier. One pre. And then the Olympic qualifier. So no remember break. that tournament where Luca and all them, they played to get into the Olympics? Mm-hmm. So literally, I don't know what the format is, but apparently it's going to be there's teams who didn't make the World Cup are going to play against each other, and like the top two or three teams or four teams go to them in pools with the teams from the Americas regions to try to get a wild card spot into that Olympic qualifier tournament. It's a heady play by FIBA. You know why? You force countries to keep their national team programs together mm-hmm. in times when they wouldn't. Well, then you create more content for your product. Yeah. So the whole thing is it's, I'll tell you this right now. If you give me Buddy Aiden Kai, I'm liking our chances. Like, who's beating that? Canada and USA, but they were going to be qualified. Yeah, but they could already, they could already beat it. Yeah, we ain't but worried about that. after those two countries. I'm talking about like in our, in our group of yeah, people who have After those two countries, like Brazil would be tough. Argentina full squad would be tough. Yeah. Um, Dominican full squad would be tough. But then after that, like, but we're in that group. Like, it isn't like it's a far-fetched thing. I keep telling people, the World Cup wasn't a far-fetched thing for us to think about qualifying this time. No. Literally, the Dominican Republic game, we should have won that game. We came, that Venezuela game, we should have won. So let's add... Do you, do you know how much how big of a difference it is yeah. if we have two wins? Yeah, instead of we could have almost been 500 right now. At We'd be in third place, eh? No, no, we would have been... Uh, yeah, because teams losing at the top, right. we would have been a fourth, I think. Anyways, it, it would have worked out... Take away a we, win from the DR and a win from Venezuela. Well, yeah. yeah, technically, it would have been... It would have been a cluster, but we would have been in contention for that uh, the top fourth place yeah, finisher. So exactly. we would have had a chance to be that I, seventh team out of the region. Yeah, so it was a possibility, and like I say, with last night, with this, this is why it's so important to play these games. People, and I know, and you don't have to tell me I'm wrong. People came to that gym to watch us lose. Yeah, nobody, nobody thought people came to that gym to be like. This donkey team, what they doing, all of a sudden they see them playing. And, you know, it's just a natural thing, and I get it. You come into hate, and then all of a sudden you can't hate anymore because you see what's what's going on. 
think of all right, like we always say this about Twitter and social media, but it's the same thing with the Bahamian public too. Like, how much stuff do you think they you think they want to celebrate stuff or they want to talk shit about stuff and say how things would have been run differently or, or they how they talk think that shit or how they think it should be run? Because everyone has the solutions on how things should be different and should be run better. So. To serve their interest, it's much better for them to see a loss so they could talk shit about how it should have been. Like, mm-hmm. they don't want to celebrate what actually is. Very few people want to. Very few. I'm not going to say those people don't exist, but that number is small. Yeah. It's a much bigger number of people that want to say, oh, this is being I could do it better. Her. Of course. Of course. That's what they want from coaching staff to player selection to how the federation is run i know y'all get that all the time all the time and the, the big thing is coaching staff it's like all right moses is the coach i can't believe it took us this long to get here <laughs> moses is the coach and then i'm sitting next to moses dude we're, right. we're in a suit all right here we go here we go what's what's more probable bahamas basketball winning or me wearing a suit Bahamas basketball beating Team USA. Yeah. Like, that, that is more probable. And so me and Kaizen was watching the game, and Kaizen has known John literally his entire life. And he says, this, I think this is the first time i ever seen John wear a suit and dress up like this. So it only took him 13 years to see that, right? So we have gone this long in this podcast because I didn't want to put it on Front Street, and for some reason, John is way too modest in this area right like yes we talk shit amongst ourselves and in our chat groups and when we talking to each other but he doesn't put it out there on front street enough as an assistant coach he has two world cup qualifier wins on his resume how angry do you think that makes the bahamian basketball coaching fraternity (laughs) that john a media personnel who has built what we call an empire here out the bando has become a FIBA certified coach who has coached at the highest level for Bahamas. The country has ever seen. Like, think about all the people who have won, uh, who's done very important stuff and won, like Hugh Campbell's and and and, and every everything, and nightly championships and government league championships and other school championships, and have done all of that. And they do not have this on their resume. I think that's amazing, and it's the greatest troll job 10YS has ever done. I don't know. If the, like, every time I see it, I think, we just started this shit from out of nowhere. And, and now we're at, finessing. And now look at John being the assistant coach at the highest level Bahamas basketball has ever played. We can't beat this. This is great. This is great. Like, I don't even need to know how it happened. I just hope that it keeps happening, and the fact that you and Moses going through that and winning two games that's incredible. And you know what the cra- I'll say the craziest thing about it is we and I don't like the slight players. We never had the original rosters that we thought we were going to have. When we went to Dominican Republic, stuff happens. That's one of the yeah. hardest parts of FIBA. When basketball. we went to Dominican, we didn't have Nato. We missed out on couple, uh was Travis there? Yeah, Travis was there. But you know, we missed out on on a couple players who we thought were going to be there which Tavari uh, was there. Um Chicken was there. Anyways, so many players going through the program. But then we had a player catch COVID. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, our roster went from literally seven, eight players to seven players. And it's just like, oof. And we ended up beating USVI. I know. And then we played Dominican Republic. We were up by like 15. And because we had no legs, it it was done. Like this time, 
as you heard on my phone call, it was just like, oh, man, I don't know how we're going to pick this team. Now we have to figure it out. Um, let's see if I could put it. Uh, I'll use my best PR kind of brain for this one. You thought it would be a daunting task. Yes. It's the best way to put yeah, it. Yeah, no, because at that point. An uphill climb. Yeah, it was at that point, it was like, boy, we're really going to have to pull a rabbit out the hat to be able to figure out. Because personally, I th- like the competition, you got to understand, like, you just can't take anybody to come play in these games. Like, they have to be at least something. It's difficult. Because we had the four bigs. Oh, you cannot. We, we had the four bigs. We were confident, like, okay, we're going to run everything through them. Like, we were going old school, make Bahamians as proud as they can. We posting up as much as we can. We trying to get that. They will be the happiest people alive watching that game. That's how you play basketball. That's not how you play basketball We know that's anymore. not how you play basketball. That's, that's just not how it works, but especially it, at the FIBA level. No, no, definitely like not. Like, the NBA is the one that caught up and adapted to the yeah. way FIBA plays. Like, there was a reason for years. People always used to say, well, why is Carmelo Anthony way better in FIBA than he is in the NBA, well, it's because he was playing small ball four, and mm-hmm. you didn't have somebody clogging up the lane and posting up. That's just not how. Yeah. that's not how it works with FIBA. But so yeah, no, it, it's interesting. Like I say, Moses, like behind the scenes, how much work is put in, and then you have to coach, and then you still. I'm still. I was washing uniforms this whole time. That's what I was about to say. Like, and this is where I feel like you got to talk your shit more. And I know everyone doesn't need to know everything that happens, right? But would you see? At the end product when you watch this is really a skeleton crew behind this putting all of this stuff together and and for me like just being privy to this kind of information that a lot of people wouldn't be privy to like just when you see it's just you and like moses on the staff and i know y'all have to do so much of the logistical stuff like it's not anyone else handling that and y'all just worried about when it's other people coaching y'all still have to do the logistical work mm-hmm. and then when it comes down to these windows then y'all just got to do everything because yeah. it is what it is and to me, going from that is almost as if it's almost as if the whole team had that us against the world kind of mentality from y'all doing that work behind the scenes, translating to the players on the court. That's this is why the this second time, so and we didn't publicly announce it this time because you really can't do it six million times. This was almost a withdrawal again. <laughs> like, we should we should honestly keep doing it. So, so no no no. What, what's funny is right? what's funny is, and I'm gonna say it's funny. So we have a meeting with FIBA, right? And we're telling them what the the deal is. So then finally, FIBA tells us what the penalty would be, which was I, t- I won't make it public because it was yeah, yeah, a, a yeah, private yeah. conversation. Yeah, yeah. But then we get a phone call from the. Uh, events person and he says y'all should keep he said the same thing y'all should keep calling us and saying y'all go withdraw because every time you say that you get a win out the window just keep doing it <laughs> just keep doing it so like, honestly I'm, at this point it's been a good luck charm. yeah i'm i'm gonna call him like in a week and say hey i think we're gonna withdraw from this sixth window just i'm just it. giving you like a three-month notice yes. so then we could pull it through so we could get, at least get that one win but, i mean and if but no, he, he brought that up and he started laughing. But it's just like, yeah, it's financial. It's financial. Let's put it this way. Where FTX is now? Well, we can't ask FTX for money. No. I, was just, I was just about to say that. It's like the last time that worked. <laughs> it's like, bro, you're looking at these things and it's like, you thought FTX had all the money in the world, right? All the money. They kind of did. Yeah. And then they are now disappeared. They've, they're, they're done, right? No, we're... Bahamas basketball is still going. It's like 10 YS. We may not have a lot of money, 
But we still, we still chipping away. We still here. It's a whole lot of people mm. with a lot of money that they ain't gonna be here much longer. But Boy, we still here. But, but we still here. Yeah, no, it, it's difficult because at the same time, like I said, it's it's me and Moses, and we'll be on the phone for hours discussing roster, discussing what we're gonna do, bitching and complaining about how the hell we're gonna do it, looking for money. Moses found money this last window. Cool. But like I said, this last game, we had some people come up and they said they're going to pledge money for this next window, which is good. But that's why we have to play the games so people yeah. can see it. Because people are going to, like, I get the big name, the big staff, the big this, the big that. But you got to win. You, 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 we, we can't be spending all this money. The product at least has, it's got to be a viable product. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's the good part about this window, right? You split the games, but even in the one you lost, that still gives people hope. Yeah. That still gives people an idea that the program is going Because in the you right know what direction. that helps us with? But you know if we had our players. Bing. Exactly. So when you sit down You could use meeting, that now. When because you sit down you, with sponsors. You could say, we're missing Travis, who's averaging double digits in France, Pro You're missing B. everybody You're playing missing Pro Willis, who's Europe. now no 100% healthy now. You're missing Cantuan, our sharpshooter. It's just like we, you're missing pieces that are valuable. But it is, okay, From just from a federation and, and from a coaching perspective, because for this window, you got to be both of these things. But even when you ain't coaching, you know, you, like we said, and behind team the team manager and all of that stuff. You can't give you, you know how much uniforms I sets I have. In you here? can't even give you a title because I told you, Caleb was like, but I had no idea John literally has been doing all of this stuff. And I said, yeah, you don't really have a title. It's just you just do it. But see, the, 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 the problem it. is, like you say, people like to be out in the forefront. I do this, and it's like it has to happen. You don't have to go and gloat every day that you're doing this. Hey, all your people that went to Canada last watch, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. You know, but what do you think about the fact that, and I'm glad you You know what's pretty it, sad right? before we get to that? Okay. Argentina had a bigger staff than us, and they traveled here. That's what I was about. I, I was about to say that, right? Because, damn, perfect segue again. So it was during one of the timeouts, I saw Prigioni get up, and it was like, he had like four coaches around. He had know? four, there were four people in suits, and there were five people in the polo shirts. So how many people are saying no to actually doing this work here? Cuz to me if you don't if you have a problem with who the staff is, then why are these all these other people or all these quote unquote resources we have? Why are you not making yourself One available? of the biggest issues I have here, and I have no problem publicly saying it. Y'all people who live here, stop bitching and complaining and call us. Contact. Don't expect us to find you because we're busy. That's not how it works for Bahamians. It's just like they'll be like, "I've been here for four months and no one called me." You know how it works for Bahamians. You gotta reach out to me because I'm the most important. Yeah, it's like no, it ain't. Ha- we have six hundred thousand things. Like Kale, Kale, reach out to me and I say, Kale, if you want to be a part of this window, this is what you got to do. And I keep telling Kale, come here and show up. Yeah, I keep telling Kale. Now you have to learn these other things. Like you just can't come and do one thing. You gotta do, and I told them. I said, you gotta learn how to tape. You gotta learn how to stretch these players. You gotta learn how to do things that you may not have thought you wanted to do or know how to do, but you gotta figure it out. Because when you go on a trip, you have to do everything. The only people that have one job is the players. Yeah, the players. <laughs> no, everyone else. Yeah, everyone has else to has do to multiple do jobs. exactly, and you have to be able to do that because the whole thing is Gina does the physio. She does that. That's why I wanted to bring Kale in because it was something where it was. 
let me let her concentrate on on her job on the rehab of the players or whatever it is the 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 therapy you know getting them ready for the game and let someone else do that also when we're practicing kale could rebound kale could do this kale could do that you could you you could throw them in and say kale pass the you know it's something so we just have to find more people but you got to reach out like i'm not reaching out to anyone because i'm busy like i'm talking to the the highest people in fiba americas i don't got time to come to you to beg you to do something that's just what it is talk your shit talk your shit but that's that's really what it that's really what it is and that's kind of that's kind of like indicative of bahamian society in general right like not even not even just this because i don't know if y'all know this but in sports in the bahamas it's just as bad as politics it is oh, the same it's the same all my, of it my is favorite thing is this so none of it is different basketball federation baseball federation track plp fnm all that shit is the same they move the same way we're gonna go back to when I first became an assistant coach, which would have been February, right? I called Moses and I told Moses, Moses, I'm going to get my license and I'm going to be your assistant coach. You, I know the players better than anyone. You know the X's and O's. It's cool. So all of a sudden, when we were going on that first trip, I was saying to the grapevine. Oh, I knew what you was of, getting. Of, I knew what you was people, getting. You ain't even got to tell yeah, me. People, I knew. Who the hell Moses coaching with? That's a media person. He don't know no coaching. He don't know this. He can't do that. Why are they getting them? You know how much other people there? Anyways, it's the whole thing. That's why we won that first game. None of them other people have two World Cup qualifiers. Wait, when we won that not first a, not game? Not a single one. All it is is, oh, congratulations. Da, da, da. And it's just like, bro, y'all was the same people saying? That this couldn't happen. And now there's two. Now there's two. <laughs> now there's two. And a four-point loss to the number four team in the world. And nobody else has that on their resume. It's, it is the greatest thing we've ever done. Nothing is going to beat that. Well, something else may beat it. We Wait, if I become it, a head coach in one window. We don't know what the hell else we can do later. You can imagine if I head coach the last window. I mean. Let me, let me get the win. <laughs> let, let me win one as a head coach. It would be great. What's what's the next step going from here? Like we know there's the window, there's the window in February, but I want like some kind of insight into what the vibes in the program is right now. Like, yes, finishing strong in February, but I know we gotta be looking beyond because the World Cup qualification part is done, right? But where do we go from here now? Like what's the target for the Federation after this? Well, they don't usually we don't usually talk about that, but the target that I'm gonna be putting on now is the America Cup for 2025 to medal in that tournament to get our first continental medal at the senior men's level at the, at the highest level that we could that could be the highest level on the continent to get it so my whole thing is we got to qualify for America Cup we got to host America Cup so Mario you better get that money ready mm-hmm. host America Cup where we can have five games potentially with all our players at home in a sold out gym and win our first continental medal that's the goal. Then after that is qualified for the World Cup. But immediate goal is FIBA uh, 2025 medal. That that that's what I think we should get. Hmm. It's a good plan. That's a good plan. So it 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 all goes back to do you feel like you're starting from scratch in terms of having to I don't even want to say convince but you always have to convince that's people. Kinda, that's kind of what it because is when you short term building the roster. Yeah. So do you do you think you go back to that or the capital that 
that the program has built from this current qualification uh, series, the capital you built from that kind of starts you on a different standing. Um, we're going to have to build it back up anyways, because like I say, unless we get a long-term big sponsor, it, it's gonna, you're going to be fighting tooth and nail because as much as Bahamians love basketball and sports, they ain't giving money out like that unless you're Carifta. I was about to say, unless you, yeah. unless unless, you track, you unless you track and feel like they, they look at us and because the, here's the issue that I have with just everything in general when it comes to basketball here. When Buddy and Kai are playing, everyone wants to come watch. Look, right? Look at what sold out. Look at what Bahama was like. Look at what Kendall Isaacs was like when you had the big names, mm-hmm. you had the glitz and the glamour, you had all of that stuff. But I don't even know how much people actually knew. <laughs> that well, we had this yeah, going this on. Was, this was, um, like I say, it wasn't advertised that well. Yes, I get that. But at the same time, what Let's else y'all doing? The advertisement wasn't great no. for the other ones either. They yeah. just knew they just who knew was playing. Was playing. Yeah, that's all it was. But the thing is, we need the support. Because here's the thing. We're always saying we ain't got money. You know how you get money? You sell at the stadium. Then you get money to be able to put into the program. Also remember, and this is very important for people to remember, Buddy, Kai, and Aiden will not play home if we don't support the players who get us into this position. Say it louder for the people in the back. And that's the dip, that, that's the biggest thing. They're not going to play at the they, lowest they're level. They're not going to play in during this season. But if we get to where we have to get for them to play, they are going to play. So if we support the Travises, the Kadims, the Rashads, the Dominics, as much as we support the Buddies and the Aidens and the Kais, we're going to be fine. We're going to get there. It's just like with, with coaching staff, like DeMarco comes in, he has Coach Yo and Mikhail, right? You pretty much have Tum Tum on the team who's going to be a part. Nashad Mackey is going to be the next one who's coming on board for, for coaching staff. So now all of a sudden, we have a deep pool. You add me and Moses. I mean, you, you have to. <laughs> you but, have to. Yeah, no, but in, it's, a, it's a deep, deep pool like we have a deep thing and the thing is we can't get them during their seasons either yeah so it's like you have to support us during the process not when we get to the point where you want to see you got to support the entire program it's like you know what you see in the finish line tickets for 20 dollars for these games you can't just you know how much a drink costs at bahamar i more than the tickets to the game i was just about to say i assume y'all paying 22 dollars the valet park just to go buy a twenty dollar drink. It's like if you don't support the program from the infancy of us qualifying, how do you expect us to succeed? Even with Buddy and them, like we're not gonna get them if the if 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 we show that we're trash, Buddy them ain't gonna come out. Who would? No one. I mean, our fans don't even come out. We beat Panama. Like that was a game. Like if you these two games that we played. Was some of the most entertaining games. It really was during this window. It really was because because you know what, all of FIBA was paying attention to it. Not just the Argentina game, the Panama game too, and that was a game between the the teams at the bottom of Group E. But because mm-hmm. the game was that entertaining, everybody was paying attention yep. to it. I trust me, it was an extra thing for FIBA to look at because that game was pushed back. That was supposed to be played on Thursday. We got that pushed back to a Friday. And let me tell you how much phone conversations I had before that announcement was because we didn't know about that announcement till like 
Wednesday afternoon or whatever it was. or we- Yeah, Wednesday afternoon, I was in Moses' office, and Moses says, or Tuesday, one of those days, the game's been pushed back, right? Finally. But I, we spoke to FIBA, and we told them, we said, if you want this to be a competitive game, we have to have this Friday to be able to, to pick the team. And thankfully, I guess they accepted our request, and it worked. And it was just like, now we won the game. So it makes sense what we were saying. We weren't lying to y'all, but <laughs> at the same time, it's just, it's just difficult. I want to go back to your coaching. I need to know, what is the number one thing that you learned being on the bench? Speaking from a coach's perspective, of course. But you really don't hear the players like that. Like, all I know is I'm just watching the game. You're just locked into the game and just trying to figure out because I like I'm not that vocal when it comes to doing that. I you would see me walk up to Moses once in a while and say, Moses, I this is what I see. And when he sees it, because he's not pay, he's paying attention to other things too. It's like you really don't hear the bench because at that point, as much as friends as you are with them. Now you're in the business aspect of what's the best thing for this team. Like, you're pulling people out. You don't care how they react. It's just like, get your ass to the bench and we got to bring the other person in. We're not doing this because we're spiting you. It's just we feel this is the best decision that's going to happen. Especially in the Panama game. Like, we pulled Kino out in the Panama game because we were like, whoa, Kino looks tired. Pull him out. Let him get a minute rest. Put him back in. And then he goes and... Boy, that work. Yeah. No, that worked. That worked. That worked. It was the best coaching decision I've ever made. <laughs> like it was such a good coaching decision. But yeah, no, it's just the tendencies of players. You got to know what it is. You got to be able to talk to them. But it's like I feel the head coach should always have the first and final say, unless they ask you specifically. But it's just like with David, with Moses, he'll go, Moses, I can say something. Yes, talk to the team. Sometimes you need that, but the players are going to talk. But my problem is here. And we'll go back to it. If Moses had some other people on the bench, they might try to take control of that game. And I, the announcer that was calling the Argentinian game, he was going on and on about that. Like, as the game was being played, he was like, well, you could see um, there's a future in this for David Nesbitt just the way he is mm-hmm. in, the, in the huddle. And he was like, that's big of the Bahamas head coach and the Bahamas staff to have a player lead like that. Because, like, the same thing you were saying, a lot of people wouldn't do that because of a pride thing, because of many other reasons. You're not just going to let a player have that kind of platform. But when you know it's that type of player, and you've been around the program long enough, and I saw it just being around, like, training camp and other stuff, you could see the leadership position that he has. Mm-hmm. you got to let players take that mantle sometimes. You have to. Yeah. That's the way this stuff works. Because they're talking at the experience on the court. Because my thing is, a player could always say, man, you ain't playing the game, you ain't seeing it. You ain't you ain't feeling what I'm feeling. David's feeling everything. Pause. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Got to pause that. Insane. But that's just how it is. It's like, there's no, like, David to me is not a selfish player. I really, really hope that he gets his contract after this because he played heavy minutes and he showed he could still play. So the whole thing was is a team's going to sign David. He's going to get his money. An Argentinian team was about to, <laughs> about to sign an or Brazil or somewhere. And this week he's about yeah, to sign some, an Someone's going to sign him because he just, he literally was the focal point of the team. Yeah, for sure. He was, he was our offensive. First play of the game, we drew up for him at both games. It was just like, David, you got to go and you got to get it. Kadeem, Kadeem's looking a lot better now. Kadeem didn't look this good 
over the summer. He's looking better now. And but knee, his confidence, knee injuries and yep. rehab, that takes time. And confidence is a very important part of thinking coming back from injury. Because even you could still see, even though he went up and he got a couple of dunks on people, you could still see there were points where he wasn't sure about how yeah. it was going. And that's natural when you come back from bad knee injuries. Mm-hmm. Like we see it happening on the highest level with with Clay, where yep. certain plays he would have made before that there's you could just see like there's a slight thing holding him yep. back because. There's a there's a mental thing when it comes to them kind of injuries, but but even all that, and even Kadeem was the one who gave voice to that. He was like, "Of course, we've had more talented teams, but I have never been a part of a team that played with this kind of heart." Yeah, and when you have a player who's played at the levels, he has saying that eh, exactly. Ain't it, no argument to be made against it. Like, this this was a special team. Like regardless of what it is, the way it came together, they all could say, "No, we represented and we did it right." And we won a game. A lot of people can't say that. Lots of people come in this. Very few coaches can say that. Kai, has, he hasn't won a game in the qualifiers. But he's won two. But at the same time, I've been a part of all three. Just, 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 just so you know, I may not have been an assistant coach for, well, no, all four. Yeah. I've been a part of all four. I've been at every single win that Bahamas has had for the World Cup qualifier. No one else could say that. Bahamas basketball is the only people that can make John wear suits. <laughs> and maybe a wedding. That's yeah, about it. a wedding. That's that's about it. Not, did I wear one of cars? I didn't wear one of cars wearing. No. No. No, not even here. Yeah. Well, you know. Andrew, I wore one. But we'll leave it for the important things. Yeah. Like for getting W's. Like being an assistant coach. I got to be like Jameis. Eating W's. Eating W's. 